You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug about Antares and Autotune. Antares makes the original industry standard autotune that we all know and love the sound of. We are sponsored by them, so if you visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash autotune, we do get a small kickback from every purchase. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Please enjoy this episode. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and with me, as always, is Mix Bus Glue Lou. Ooh. Ooh, say that five times fast. Mix Bus Glue Lou, Mix Bus Glue Lou, Mix Bus Glue Lou, Mix Bus Glue Lou, Mix Bus Glue Lou. Actually, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't it too it bad. sounds like it would be worse. And uh, with us is special guest, Mixer Extraordinaire. We'll kind of go over all his history together on the show. Um, we have the amazing, illustrious Tyler Scott. Illustrious. I like that. Is that a good adjective? That's pretty good. I'll take it. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome to be here. And we're, <laughs> Happy we're, to be here. we're <laughs> glad that you're... Thank you for taking time to come out and hang out with us and talk about music. Thank you for the invite, my man. Yeah, so uh, Tyler is awesome, and he's an amazing mix engineer, works with a lot of great artists. Um, do you want to talk about some of your history? Uh, sure, yeah. kind of like where you came up, and you, I know you were a drummer, and you assisted with someone, and, and yeah, all that yeah. jazz. Yeah, well, I mean, um, so I'll keep it brief, but, uh, you know, grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and was a jazz drummer kind of through high school. Uh, ended up going to Berklee College of Music for music production, engineering, was playing in big bands, and decided that I needed to do something else because I wasn't as good as I was hoping I was going to be on drums. <laughs> 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 so, uh, no, I was okay, but I, I definitely loved engineering side of it and uh, wanted to dive deeper. So uh, pursued down that road heavily, and uh, once I graduated, ended up coming out here. Um, was fortunate enough to get an internship with Tony Maserati, um, and just studied and learned under him, uh, for about, maybe about four or five years, I think. And, uh, here we are. That's crazy. And, and yeah. now you're working on great records as well. What kind of artists, uh, are some of your favorite artists that you're working on right now or, and genres that you Ooh. like to dabble in? Yeah. I mean, genres, let's see, let's see. 
I do a lot of pop. I do a lot of R and B. Um, I'm working with a really cool country artist right now. We got some things country in the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Camille Parker, that's that's her name. But we got some cool cool stuff coming up with her. Um, but let's see, other artists. I did um, uh, JoJo's recent album that just came out. I did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, done some stuff for Justin McCartney. His I saw that came one. Out. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, done a that's bunch cool. of stuff for Chloe and Hallie over the years. So yeah, yeah. Jesse McCartney's comeback. Yes. Yeah, he's been out for a second, right? I think so. Um yeah, this new this new project though, I think is going to do well for him. All right, so this is totally I got to ask this question before we kind of get into this. Yeah. Mixing a R&B record, a rock record, a hip hop record, what makes what do country mixers do? Like what is a classical country mix culturally speaking, what do they contain? Ooh, are we talking like a like a more folky side or like a Ooh, more good pop question. side? Or? Let's let's say pop radio country. More pop radio. There's definitely like what's if, the emphasis on? If we're gonna go like uh, acoustic instruments, so like live drums, mm-hmm. definitely gonna have like a strong kind of smacky compression on the drums. Mm. Vocal nice in the middle up front, um, and you just big compressed sounding, uh, which is just a super cool vibe. Yeah. So I really like it. I'm trying to do something a little different just on what we're doing. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably like a classic sort of thing. Well, what's kind of your vibe that you're bringing to it? Um, well, I mean, for one, the music itself isn't like a straight down the middle sort of country mm. kind of vibe. So there's there's R&B influences. There's mm. there's other kind of pop influences, all inf- influences to it. So um, I would say it's, it's, it's country sensibilities with... Kind of a more modern R and B low end type of vibe, um, and then just room to be free and creative. So it's like an R and B country fusion. In a way, I don't want to put labels on it. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it, I don't even know how we genre anything anymore. There were, yeah, there was <laughs> yeah. a. To yeah. be honest, <laughs> yeah, there's been so many mixes lately. It's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know what this is, but it's good. There was yeah. a, a a music manager for a Netflix show. And I I heard them once saying that usually music that gets big and, and is liked by an audience tends to nowadays be some sort of a fusion of something that nobody's ever heard or that people are familiar with both sides, but never really together. So that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Do you I remember like when uh, Jay-Z and Linkin Park made an album together and it was they just made an really, album? Yeah. I mean, technically it's more like it was remixes. It was songs uh, that Linkin Park already had released and they were already very successful. Then Linkin Park decided uh, decided to work with Jay Z, and Jay Z decided to rap over him, and it was really I did not know really cool. But it it's was it was uh, it was a big big deal when it came out, like huge for my for my fusion album. It was Distant Relatives with Damian Marley and Nas. Mm. That was a good album, and that wasn't remixes; those were all original songs. I need to yeah. listen to that. It's a good rec. It's a good album. Uh, Distant Relatives. Anyway, uh, so we're going to get into uh, today's topic. We were talking about what we should talk about, and Tyler was talking about overcompression and how mm-hmm. to avoid it, how to notice it, um, and kind of like when, what are some sure signs of when it's compressed too much? So let's talk about this. So, so what are some adjectives, and how would you describe a m- music that is correctly compressed? Mm. Like and a good amount of compression. 
So in in, in general terms, because there's yeah, no, yeah, of course. you know, like we got to say like there's no correct way, I guess, or, uh, <laughs> or proper way. Right. So disclaimer out there. Um, but I, I think a, a, just a good way to think about it is you can, you know, using compression for a sort of a color um, for tones, but still allowing uh, the song to have dynamic and grow and mm-hmm. change and move from section to se- section to section. Um, and, you know, if typically if a song is feeling too linear or, you know, someone sends over a rough mix and it's just feeling like, oh, it's super kind of compressed and it's just exciting the whole time, that might be the vibe for the record or it might not. A lot of times when I'm able to kind of pull it back and loosen it up a bit and get it to move the right way, uh, clients tend to like that better. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot to do with the transients, like the, the mm-hmm. feel, the bounce. I'm hearing this a lot, especially with the, the, the growth and the popularity of Afropop. Mm-hmm. And we heard it a lot in Michael Jackson records, like mm-hmm. Earth, Wind & Fire, where there's a lot of percussion going yeah. on. Um, and then on the opposite end of stuff that's overcompressed, but also a vibe mm-hmm. is like, I love Wolfpack. Oh yeah, with their like lo-fi funky yeah. drums and stuff. Those are my favorites too, and they're definitely uniquely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's interesting. And oftentimes, I've definitely heard a few songs as I do mix revisions or, or sorry, mix feedback every Monday night on Twitch. You can go to twitch.tv backslash DK Mixes <laughs> and uh, on Monday nights usually and. Um, Oftentimes when people send in mixes for me to review and give feedback on, uh, there are a few people that send in over-compressed songs where from section to section, yeah. there is not. And sometimes it's over-compression. Sometimes it's just lack of automation yeah. Yeah. Um, and arrangement, lack of arrangement. But a lot of times it's over-compression, which then dramatically affects the low end. You hear mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, things just don't punch through. It just, it feels like a wall of noise, you know? Yeah. And, and for you, what are some, um, are there any records that you've worked on or that you've listened to that you're a fan of that had good examples of great compression that off the top mm. of your mind? I'm, I'm no, I'm putting you on the spot yeah, here. Yeah. Um, I think, well, uh, even if it's stuff that you've worked <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, one one of my favorite, so I'll say this JoJo project that just came out. One of my favorite records on it was a song called Dissolve, um, and uh, D Mile produced it. And one of my favorite producers and just songwriters and just a creative person. Um, but the song came in and it sounded great already. Like mm. so, it um, you know I really just try to take my time with it and, and not and just make sure it had enough room for it to breathe and grow and get big by the end and but not still be you know not be timid or anything through the verses or through the first verse um so i think you know i i feel like i did a good job on it (laughs) (laughs) um on on that one so i am i am happy on how that one came out um but uh you you know my buddy john costelli he had a, a great a great record he did um for this country artist cam actually and it's a i believe it was called redwood redwood tree or redwood um, but just a beautiful, a beautiful record, warm, deep, um, transient, had just growth to it. Um, and, but I mean, also 
like the early mixes that Tony did for for uh, Sean Mendes, mm. like that record Stitches, I think. Oh, it was like an yeah. early record. I yeah. mean, so transient, so in your face, but that one still had like a that sort of characteristic and color of like a of that a compressor would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was just it wasn't necessarily like a bunch of mix bus compression because I know that's not his style. Um, but it's like just just subtle little layers of just the sounds how may they might have been already treated just on the stem itself. Um, I think that was also a really good kind of record to check out. Yep. So I think it's fair to say that with compression, um, whether you do too much or too little, or when I say too much, I mean, you choose to do a lot more or you Mm -hmm. choose to do a lot less. Um, It's definitely a taste thing. And Mm -hmm. there's no right answer, as you've kind of already explained. Um, So go ahead and do like a 20 to 1 ratio and just slam it. Do it. You know, uh, this is, um, there's a lot of engineers right now that are talking about not looking at the gain reduction meter, just Mm -hmm. doing it by feel. I mean, I feel like that was said before too <laughs> i feel like it's always been use your ears <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so i mean like uh i think it's it's still i mean especially when we were learning mm-hmm. um i think hearing compression was really difficult mm-hmm. even now like sometimes i have to try really hard and then have to be honest with myself and say yeah i'm not really hearing a difference <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. at least at least a practical difference um so for anybody that's kind of new to compression here um, and looking for techniques to put in their arsenal, what are some of your favorite compressors, some favorite tools of yours, and some uses? Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, I think one of my favorite compressors, is, it's a stock thing inside of Pro Tools called Clip Gain. And mm-hmm. that's probably my first <laughs> favorite. <laughs> it's not even a compressor. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, we think about you know what the utility of what compression is, right? That's just controlling controlling the dynamic range yeah. of a signal. So you know, if we start off, if you if something's too loud or it's peaking in certain areas, just cut it out on the clip gain, or you can use the automation of it, just however you want to work, and just turn it down a little piece. May I ask why you say clip gain and not volume? Mm. So clip gain is, if you think about your order of, it's almost like order of operations in math. <laughs> um, if you if you think about it, it's going to be pre all of your plugins, anything that you have on the track. So it's just, it's, it's basically like you're reaching into the file or the stem and just turning that little piece of the waveform down or the whole thing. Um, so I usually like to start there and then... If I want to put, we'll say it's a vocal. Um, if I want to like further compress from that, just for like some color, uh, just like the sound of the plugin or the hardware unit that I might use, um, then one of my favorites to use as of right now, especially, is the Cream plugin or Cream Two from Acoustica. Mm-hmm. Amazing sounding plugin. Is that the one? Is that free? It's am not I thinking free. Of a, am I thinking of a different one? It's not the free one. Which one's one? the cream I, one? What does uh, that one emulate? It's I believe I believe it's emulating a RS one two four on one of the modes, and then on the other mode, there's like a B and a C. Um, the other mode is a Zener, I believe. Oh right, that's that retro looking one. Yeah, it's like kind of like a oh, greenish color. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. got like an EQ and a thing too, but I, I pretty much only use the. Yeah, the I think for a mode. moment they they were giving it out for free. I don't know if they're still doing that, but I have that one. Yeah, and you like great. that one a lot for the compression. I love it. It's 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 like my go to one. I have much. not yet experimented with that. Oh, you what's have kind to. of your what's what's your favorite like settings on it? 
Uh, favorite settings are I usually kind of fast, almost all the time, fast on the release, which is still fairly kind of slow on it, depending on what mode you're in. Um, and uh, what else? The schmod, I think they call it. Yeah. On I usually just kind of leave it just straight up the middle. Um, I think that's kind of like an internal like attack release time type of thing going yeah. on. Um, and and then obviously threshold wherever it needs to be. Um, Do you find just, yourself cranking it a lot or only doing a little bit? Or really depends on it. Sometimes I'll do like a parallel thing with it, so maybe mm. I'll I'll kind of crank it a little bit more and then pull back the uh, pull back the mix knob on it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I might just tap it. Sometimes I might not pull up any any compression it's just as soon as you put it in it's got a little bit of saturation on it right so it, it just gets a signal might get a little bit brighter yeah. um a little bit of a tone so sometimes that's just the vibe i'm looking for so i'm like god oh, i want this thing to have a little bit of a air quotes mojo <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> you know mojo so i'll throw that on there dope what else what's another one um so yeah that was a great one um uh, hardware unit you know i love the retro stay level Mm. It's great. It's a great thing. I'm currently thing. saving up for one of those. I have two of the double wides, and I love them, but yeah. the stay level is where it's at. So, what, so for anybody that's not familiar or have never used one, what about the stay level is just so enticing for you? It's it's one of the few compressors that I've, I've used that you can do an insane amount of gain reduction on and not hear a bunch of artifacts i should say um so not that you always need to do a whole bunch of game reduction but sometimes it's a cool vibe you can throw it in a parallel or just straight on there um but it also it's just one of those things where i it's one of the few compressors that i haven't heard a plugin get close to that sort of vibe or even a series of plugins if, what about the arturia one have you tried that one i have tried it and i i do use it when i want to use like 50 of them on something, right? Ah, so like, so or it gets on a close bunch of enough. backgrounds, it gets close enough, but it's not just quite the th- thing. And I'm I'm pretty much an in the box guy. Like I'm like 99% in the box. And so if I can use a plugin on something, and then then I will. Um, but uh, yeah, the 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 art the retro is it's an important practically it's, important it's the same. It's just missing that last tiny it's just a little something with the low end a lot ah. of the time it's the low end on the compressors that just sounds it's just more open something about it is just more open yeah i've noticed that as well in in uh i know that this is a, a clone and a cheaper uh cheaper cheaper compressor but the golden age la2a clone oh, is the same that. thing like there's something about it that plugins can't do a lot with the low end mm-hmm so I, I find that to be true and yeah. cool. Uh, is there another one or what I mean, are you thinking? Uh, oh, there's a there's a bunch. I mean, do the, you have a VCA type that you really like? Do you ooh. use? Oh, let's start with this. Do you use mix bus compression or bus compression a lot? Uh, so so not in serial, um, like not just straight on. So like I I actually do um, like parallel mix bus compression. And what I use for that is the I'm giving away my secret, so here we go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, good, no. good, good. Uh, this is good content. No, uh, what, 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 I, what, I, what I use is the uh, the Isotope um, Vintage Limiter, and then I also use I think the Imager from Ozone before it just to give a little bit of width. Um, and with that, yeah, with that Vintage Limiter, there is no mix wet knob on that one, so you no. would have to actually parallel yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have uh, another aux that's just also set to the mix bus input 
and then I just turn it down and just do whatever the settings I want. All right, do. which so, setting on the vintage limiter? Uh, usually tube. tube. Usually tube, and I then do. I'll just crank, crank the threshold down. Really? Um, oh, I guess you're, it's parallel. Yeah, yeah, it's parallel, and it's just kind of doing, you know, it's doing a thing. So it's it's almost riding the whole mix in a way, right? So like the chorus is hit, it's not gonna, it's gonna clamp down more, and the verses it's not gonna be as loud, right? Typically, and so it'll kind of let up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of get a little bit of a built-in sort of leveling, but you know, I'll I'll still obviously do my automation inside of the session to get the growth between the sections and stuff, yeah. right? But um it's uh it's what it's just one of those things that just adds a really kind of cool vibe. Your it kind of brings your effects and just this kind of sauce that's just swirling around kinda mm-hmm. in the bottom. So you use it sparingly. I don't I don't usually turn it up a lot. It's usually like I don't know, around like fifteen, sixteen D B or something lower. Yeah. Um a lot of times to get that, like you mentioned, like getting movement and growth, because uh, I do a lot of mastering exclusively lately. Yeah. Um, and I'll just automate on the way into the processing. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll do parallel once in a while, but mm-hmm. it doesn't always work. It really depends who's mixed a record and what, yeah. they, what they were after. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And feel free. I mean, if you guys want to try it, feel free to uh, do parallel. Or not par- do parallel. <laughs> do uh, automation on that track. So automate it. If you want that a bit more of it in the Ooh. chorus, push it up, uh, Ooh, pull it back more idea. in the verse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not doesn't have to be a static sort of thing. That's that's a gem right there. Actually, yeah. that's a big gem. I'm actually I don't know why I haven't done that. I've just been doing static movements on like the mix bus or on different buses. Yeah, it's a cool thing, man. I'm taking that home. I'm taking that <laughs> home and riding with it. Okay, cool. Literally uh, riding the fader with it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you really can. That's Absolutely. so fun. I, I find myself recently doing a lot more parallel as well over the years. Mm-hmm. I really like the sound of instead of taking off the transients, instead of taking off from the peaks, you're yeah. kind of bringing in the valleys. Yeah. I do like that sound um, for many things. Have you uh, experimented with, um, how do you feel about hardwired um, or built-in wet dry knobs versus smashing it and adding another aux or something? Do you uh, think that that sounds different? Uh, I, not usually. I, you know, I can't. I can't say that I've ever a b that specifically. Um, so, but I, most of the time, I don't usually have a problem with it. Um, if that changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you suddenly get an email like my opinion has shifted. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Look for the update. So that's awesome. That's I'll be cool. honest. I feel like I have heard a difference, but it's always been different depending on the developer. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't know if there's one static way of going about it, and I think that's why. And I also think it's because of, like, the, the volume change, too. Yeah, mm. it's like not always matched up, up and everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember I was trying out a, a plugin recently, and I found that it's, uh, it's auto gain compensation uh, was really far off from accurate. Hmm. so the more i processed i was like why does it suddenly just stand out too much like i'm compressing the hell out of this with the mix dry and every every time i went to dry it would just get quieter i was like mm. what the uh, hell is this yeah. there's a couple plugins that do that for yeah. sure that that's that's an, a usually missed one so maybe if we level it ourselves and then mix dry maybe then i don't know but so we got we got one secret out of you tyler we got the uh the vintage limiter actually on that note let's and take what a moment here. His underwear are. Wait, what? 
What's that? That was the other secret. You didn't hear it? He told us what color his underwear are. If you guys know <laughs> oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. just type it in the comments. I'll send yeah. you 20 bucks. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, actually, this is a great time to take a pause for a second and uh, talk about our sponsor uh, because we are sponsored by Isotope, and we would love to do We're so very grateful for Isotope and thankful for them. They're the best. There you go. You want to say a couple words on our behalf? I mean. Isotope, I love you. There you go. There you go. I want to have a baby with you. We do love Isotope. And the vintage li- uh, the vintage limiter specifically in the Ozone Advanced, um, in the Ozone Advanced package, um, which you can get 10% off or buy, download everything for their monthly subscription bundle. Um, you can get the first month free of that or uh, get 10% off of any outright purchases if you go to isotope.com backslash podcast. Once again, that's isotope.com backslash podcast. I also love Isotope, so this is this is one of my favorite sponsors to do. Things to check out from Isotope. Here we go. Grab a pen and paper, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, ozone is great. All the little different models inside of it. The maximizer is great. Different things. Use sparingly. Less is that, more. Mm-hmm. Um, the Neutron is great. The transient designer inside of Neutron, I use it all the time. Absolutely Ooh, that's one all the of those time. secret ones. And the uh, and the exciter inside of it. Both of them all the time. Where there's one, there's usually another one. The the neutron exciter and the neutron transient designer are my two favorites. And have you heard the uh have you experimented with the new new ones like the low end focus on ozone? I oh, have a little bit. Rebalance. It's very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. It's kind of like phasey. I don't I know actually, what it's doing. Yeah. It's, I'm not sure, but, you know, I had to do like a quick two-track type thing, and the bass was ridiculously loud on this instrumental. Popped that guy on, turned it down a little bit, and off we were. There you go. It yep. was great. I mean, it I'll did what I needed it for do. a final process, but I won't use it necessarily in a mixing process. That's yeah. Like, uh, if the same thing, if I have a two track that I had to deal with, I'll throw it on that. But mm-hmm. if I have full stems and everything, I'll find it on my master bus. But, oh yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I think the, the best thing. So what is another? So we were talking about your first Tyler secret here, which is yeah. the vintage limiter. Do you have another Tyler secret that we don't have to dig for that? You're just willing to tell secret. us, <laughs> um, something that works really well for you. Works really well for me. Hmm. Just don't overdo it. I think with with compression, just try you know focusing on the basics first. And it and it sounds like a oh yeah you know do the basics that'll get you everywhere <laughs> gonna go. Yeah. But no, honestly, it's like when I for me when I start every mix, it's I'm going through. I'm usually just clip gaining stems up and down, kind of finding a balance that way, not kind of leaving my faders around zero ish. That's if how I have people deliver stems to me is like I always have them start off kind of where they left off with their rough. Hmm. Right. So all the faders are at zero. I usually clip gain everything down so I have enough headroom. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of gain stage the session. Then I'll start kind of just going in, clip gaining stems up and down, finding a balance. Then I'll listen to what I'm kind of don't like or what I need to notch out of different things. Grab an EQ, Pro Q3 from FabFilter, use it every day of my life. I go in to kind of cut out a couple of things. And then from there, 
I might add some saturation, add some color, different places. Spectre is a great tool for that. Saturn from FabFilter is a great tool for that. Um, Neutron's Exciter is a great tool. Whatever kind of tool you like. I mean, there's the classic decapitator. It's like you can't you can't get away from it. It's just great. It's, it's a vibe. How do you like to use the decapitator? Oh, man. I'll, I'll throw it on a vocal, just like bring it up the drive knob to like a two and just like usually on the first setting. Um or, or like the Neve setting, I think it's the N or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and just let it kind of add a little bit of like a little mm-hmm. bit of grit, a little bit of brightness. Um, might put that on the drum bus um, mm. or a snare. Keep it, keep or, it 100% wet? Just, just 100% wet, yeah. Or I might go a little bit harder and pull back. It's it's a creative tool. So that one, there's kind of no rules to it. But That's dope. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And... uh Lastly, I think this is a this is a question that I like to ask, and I think it's very important for everybody in the industry. Um, how do you attempt or try to find balance between personal and work life? Mm. I think you just have to be intentional about having. Most of the time, for engineers, you have to be inter- intentional with having a personal life more so than having a work life. Right. So it's like, say, Hey, I'm not going to work on Sundays. I'm going to stop working at this time. Now, if you're a tracking engineer, you might not have as much of the freedom because you're kind of at the, you know, the whim of the artist, um, depending on where you are, what stage you are in your career. Um, but as a mixer, if I'm kind of setting my own hours, kind of the thing, mastering engineers as well, you get a little bit more freedom to say, hey, this is how I want to work. This is how I want to live my life. Um, and I think that's important. You know, we need to have our, have our own lives, have experience to help recharge our own creativity, right? Yeah. Um, kind of give us some life and experiences to draw off of. It's it's much like an artist writing a song. So, yeah, it's important. So just be intentional about it. I love that. Yeah. I love that. You have to, like, truly want a day off. Yeah. 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 I mean, we were talking about, Lou and I, we were talking about it just today, actually, about, yeah. I mean, you say in the last few days you were overworking, like for me, the past few weeks I've accidentally overworked as well. Yeah. And and I say accidentally on purpose because if I don't do it intentionally, mm-hmm. yep. if I don't set my boundaries, mm-hmm. I'll accidentally just keep working. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how to stop. Now, I remember uh, Saturday night, uh, Anna wanted to go to a costume party that her family was hosting. I was like, you know what? Halloween's my favorite holiday, and I don't feel like I've done enough Halloweeny stuff this month. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and stop what I'm doing. I just like grabbed my stuff, turned off the computer, left. I'm like I'm gonna go enjoy my night. It, then the next day it was Sunday, so I didn't work. Um, and the work that I did do, I did it from home. I'm not going to the studio. Everybody that called me, sorry, I'm not in. And when you came back on Monday, everything was fine, right? I mean, I did see a cat on fire, but I don't know how the cat got in. Um, but I had to say that was the best fried cat I've ever tasted. Well, there you go. So, yeah. And, and that's the secret, too. This is, uh, I've been talking about, I don't think I've said this on the podcast yet, but with uh, the marketing company that I own, uh, the CEO was out here this last week and we had we had dinner together. Um, shout out to Johnny and Launchpod Media. But um, uh, we were... Johnny was very, one of the things I really liked about Johnny's management style is that he told all of us, because it was a white glove marketing company, very high end, expensive companies, you know, B2B more so than anything else. And he would tell all the other owners, as well as the employees of all various levels, um, if a company, if a client calls you, 
outside of working hours, so Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, if they call you past 5 on Monday through Friday or on a Saturday and Sunday, they email you, no matter how much of an emergency it may seem, you are not allowed to respond. So it kind of made this boundary. And you know what? Just like when we call the post office or any company that does customer service only Monday through Fridays and we call in on a Sunday, we're going to be upset about it for about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to call in on Monday and, and figure it out on their time. Yeah. yeah. And we'll forget that that was ever an issue. Yeah. 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 I mean, we we deserve, you know, personal time just as much as everybody else. And we can get burnt out just like artists can get burnt out, just like producers, songwriters, a CEO of a company. So we shouldn't feel guilty about taking personal time. You know, the funny thing that we always talk about being burnt out, it's people, but we forget that we can burn ourselves out of our want to be in something that was literally the driving force of why we put in so much time to get to where we are. Um, I remember at one point I, I told DK, I was like, you know, the crazy part is I love what I do, but sometimes I just don't want to do it at all. Like you ever have a long day, you work, you're on your drive home. You're like, I want silence today. I don't want to hear music. I just want to go home. And then chocolate comes up. (laughs) Wait, give me chocolate. (laughs) Yeah. What's what's the first song? Every time the first song on your phone, every time. Oh yeah. So in my car. um, (laughs) So I worked on on two records that were especially special to me. Mm. Um, one of them was my first plaque win, which was with Kalani and Keisha Cole, uh, All Me. Ooh, and uh, the other one was with uh, this artist, uh, Ari Lennox, and she was featured on a song on Kiana Lede's album called Chocolate. Hey. Um, and that's the first song that pulls that up song. every single Actually, time it's you Actually, between the two of those. Oh, so it, it always changes. Yeah. So every time I get in my car, I have a, a Honda Civic hatchback, like a 2019 or 2020. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's a nice little vehicle um but when you plug in your phone it has the apple carplay thing on the screen and i guess because apple wants to monopolize the music side of your phone um every time you plug it in it immediately plays whatever you've purchased before Mm. um and the thing is i've only purchased two songs on (laughs) itunes because i don't use itunes yeah, so every time I get in my car, it either goes, can you tune it on me? Can you tune it on me? Or it goes, beep, 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 boop, boop, beep, boop, beep. Don't every time. It? And it's the most frustrating thing after a long I've day. I've heard it at least 20 <laughs> times as well. Yeah, like, it's it's they're, they're, they're good starts to a song, but when you're tired of listening to music at all day, they're the funniest starts to a song. For me, it was 18 by Ed Sheeran. Oh, my God. That was the first song that I would just play every time I get in the car. Now, will you join me in sounding out the intro? Uh, <laughs> it's just it's like a guitar riff. I just can't. I, I, I don't ever want to hear the song again. I love the song, but I just can't. It was like for two years. It was rough. There's I, a uh, So on that note, um, I think we're really grateful for everybody here. The last thing that we want to uh, say is what is your social media? How can people reach out to you or find yeah. you and potentially even book you in future, yeah, future yeah, yeah. projects? You guys can hit me up. Uh, my Instagram is Tyler J. Scott. That's T-Y-L-E-R-J-S-C-O-T-T. And um, on there, you can find my email address. My website is, everything is there. So Can we invite uh, people to DM you with questions? DM me with questions. I'm there. My DMs are open. Um, yeah, hit me up. There you go. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We're really glad that you came. Thank you for having me, D and Lou. Oh yeah, yeah. thank of you guys. So on that note, 
Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review. That helps us a lot. We have a Discord where you can throw in your mixes. Uh, we have about 500 people in there in this moment when we're recording, and it's really, really great. Again, we live stream on Monday nights. Lou and I have a bunch of PDFs out uh, for free via MixingMusicPodcast.com. We have a bunch of discounts and sponsors on the website. Um, feel free to visit that. A bunch of free content. I already said that. Um, Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. One, two, three. Hey, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug. Did you know that I write kids' books? If you have children, nieces, nephews, I have books that are totally available for free or $10 on Amazon for physical copies. You can go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash kidsbooks to get access and learn more about that. Thank you for all of your support. Now let's get back to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.